that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Alright, welcome to the Melfi and Prezzo show. I'm your host, Prezzo. And I'm your host, Melfi. And we are pumped today to get Vic Gigliotti on here. Are we, Luke? Did that well, Gigliotti. Gigliotti. Couldn't mess that one up. It's close. Close. Is it? How do you pronounce it? You pronounce it with a second G silent, so you say Gigliotti. 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 But then again... You are a little 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 one of the brands that are up and coming and soon to take over the apparel industry. Already are, even Already more are. so. Yeah. Big Vic. Let's How are you, brother? Pleasure to have you on, bro. Thank you very much How for are having you? me. I'm good? very honoured. Very happy to see you guys opening your own gym. It looks fantastic. Good to get you in, mate. And creating some content. I think it's um, very admirable and it's difficult for um, everyone to do these days. But you guys are taking action, which is awesome. So Yeah. Yeah, very happy to be here. Awesome, mate. Look, I would have expected a little bit more, like maybe some food, drinks, and stuff. Some Mate, coffee. I'll get a coffee if you want oh, a coffee. Double espresso. Do you want some, one? Some rock star. Some pods in there. No, some food. Give you some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Look, before we get to Muscle Republic, um, may I want to touch, you know, back on you. You as a pl- person, obviously, Vic. Um, where it all started, you know, yeah. everyone probably gets you on a podcast, Muscle Republic, and you know. But I think it's important to tell a backstory of someone because, you know, me and Luke, you know, aspiring business owners, you see big businesses being around there for a while, you know, you, you kind of forget where where people start and where they originate and how they, you know, what made them through their childhood, you know, growing up mm-hmm. to become someone. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So give us a backstory about you, Vic. You know, Northern Beaches, you know, very start, your passions, you know, school you went to, how it all started, mate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you. Um, so... Growing up, obviously, born and bred Northern Beaches. Um, very passionate growing up around sport. Um, loved watching uh, Manly Seagulls. Like, yeah. fanatical when I was a kid. Yeah, Italians. Sunday was... That's sad. Minicello? Are you sure Anthony Minicello? He's Italian. Sorry? Anthony Minicello? Italian. Yeah, he would have been playing. <laughs> no, I'm talking, like, young. like The 60s. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cliffy Lions days. 59. Um, yeah, pretty much Cliffy Lions. Um, growing up watching sport, loving sport. Um, you got to remember growing up, I'm 41 now, so there's no social media. There's five channels on TV. Yeah. Um, if you had to learn something, it was encyclopedias um, or you had to buy a VHS, you know, documentary or oh. something. So... Sourcing information was difficult, not difficult, but it's just what you did as a kid, you know? So you're always inquisitive on stuff. And um, it would have been like, like 
before 10, like absolutely loving the Rocky movies. Yeah. Um, you know, like Rocky I just remember early childhood memory. My, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it inspired something in us around like, you know, boxing, training, gyms, yeah. you know. And you've, back at that time, there would have been maybe three or four gyms on the Northern Beaches. Um, there would have been maybe 20 gyms in Sydney, you know, like it wasn't big. Yeah. And the concept of going to a bodybuilding gym was just really obscure and abnormal. Um, so I um, started to, f you know, was a real skinny kid growing up. Playing sport was a bit difficult because I wasn't as fast or strong as others. Yeah. So I was always looking for the edge, you know, so yeah. uh, seeking mentors. But I think a few things came out of it as one, like in wanting to increase my performance um, in sport. Um, and then the other one was, you know, um, having some muscles to attract the girls, basically. You know, used to, but I used to buy um, Flex Magazine and Muscle Mag. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was the source of information that we had from the yep. news agency. And I used to religiously read these um, diets and yep. training routines, you know, um, very bro science. Mm, um, yep. So that was me growing up. Um, you know, hitting out of school, I was super passionate about having a successful career. Yeah. Um, back then, it was about having a cool business card with a cool um, job title, yeah. yep. executive or manager yeah. or director. And I fell into real estate for a family business um, that my old man had, but didn't really enjoy it locally. So I went and worked in the city for about 11 and 12 years and loved it. Um, met a vast range of people, um, had a really exciting time during my yeah. 20s. But um, I think a few things happened during my 20s where I always went to the gym from when I was about 15 years old. Yeah. And I was known for that amongst our friends. Um, but yeah, just sort of um, fell into weekend warrior syndrome of partying, um, drinking, um, comparison mm -hmm. against what others had. Yeah. Um, but not understanding self-development. So the gym was self-development, yep. but mental self-development, yep. I think is a really strong point that we should note. And that's something that's helped transform me in the business. Mm -hmm. um, but it all stemmed from training. So yeah, like growing up with sport, led into gym, led into um, sort of falling off the wagon a bit yep. as such. And yeah, there were a number of years, sort of late 20s, early 30s, where I sort of hit rock bottom, early 30s. Yep. And... Uh, key turning point for me was um, you know going through different relationships with girls and seeing my friends getting married and settling down having kids and thinking shit that's should I do I want to do that should I I'm not sure second guessing everything um, fell out of my career ended up just laboring in construction for a couple of years um, and then there was a point where I would have been early 30s and went overseas for about three months and it was a good self-reflection time. Yeah. And around that time, it was when I said I wanted to do a bodybuilding comp. And there was a number of reasons I wanted to do it. I wanted to set myself a goal and do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I started to, obviously the internet was exploding back. This is 211, 212. Mm. And I sort of said, okay, well, I'm just going to do this and mm -hmm. woke up on Sunday and just switched off the world and said I'm committing to it I reached out to a mate who was going to help me train and he did and yeah just spent that whole year of 2012 um, training eating learning competing yeah, yeah. and um, 
by the time I got through, I think it was the final five months of prep, yeah. my mind changed more than my body. Yeah. Um, and negativity dropped out and it was all about positivity and I met some amazing people through the process and connected and yeah, it's a big part of it was my dog, who was our CEO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having him since the end of, I think it's 2009. I got him in February 2010 when he was about eight weeks. Yeah. And I started to see the difference of instilling value into something and how much it was reciprocated. Just there was nothing monetary. It wasn't about anything. It was just the feeling you got. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt that I was getting more from giving and looking after someone or something. And that's just evolved and, you know, getting more from myself, you know, personally. So, yeah, the, like that's kind of where I'm at. Big, strong family friend network on the Northern yeah. Beaches. That's where I love Huge. living here and we'll never leave here. You Hugely, know, so. mate. So, you know, you just touched back on rock bottom. You yeah. Know? And, mate, I think we've spoken about this before. But I think for a lot of listeners out there, you know, like you go through stages in life where you don't know what you're doing or, you, you know, what path you're going on or, you know, where you're meant to be. But I think every, you know, good story has a point you know you, you reach rock bottom and you know time to reflect and what was that feeling why do you think you were at rock bottom was it you know you weren't happy with how life was going or yeah. you just knew you had so much potential or you know your you know where you were at so I think particularly for me at that time I had to move back home with my parents I was living at home moved back home um, I felt like a loser and the language I had to myself was that I was a loser and I think people get stuck in other people's opinions. I was trying to please everybody else but myself. Mm. So I was trying to do real estate because that was what was expected of me. I was you know, going out on weekends and partying and mixing and whatever. And I felt like there was a common sense of, oh, it rolls around to Friday and everyone feels like they've got to go have a drink or they've got to party and yeah. they've got to hang out with the cool crowd. But it's not the cool crowd. like what's cool is fucking doing you and being you and like most weekends I sit at home with the dog and we go for walks twice a day and I might see one or two people and I'm very introverted as I get older Um, but I'm really happy with myself so it was more social peer pressure yeah I think so definitely particularly living in Sydney you know it's about what car you drive what house you live in where you live Mm. how much money you make and um, I think you know, we fall into the trap of comparison and comparison is, is the theft of joy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I fell into all that unintentionally negativity and you know, trying to be better, but not just wanting to be happy. Yeah. yeah. So I found once I just wanted to be happy and do the things I wanted to do. Yeah. I enjoyed going to the gym three times a day. I enjoyed eating chicken and broccoli, you know, I just fucking... Yeah, yeah. Um, it's... Yeah, it was part of my journey. I wasn't trying to live anyone else's life, so... Yeah. And that's how the brand evolved, you know, like um, I ended up going to Bali for an NDU trip and bought Charlie some dog jumpers and one thing led to another. I bought myself a Bing Tang singlet and a Chicago Bull singlet and they were quite cheap and I said I could sell these back home for more and a friend dared me to do it. So I started Muscle Republic, which was called Train for Today Gymwear in February 2013. Yep. And that was the shittest name ever and I still got the first shirt I made. <laughs> And um, yeah, we made about 6,000 units of product in Bali. Yeah. Yeah. And it cost me about five grand. It was like fucking all the money I had at the time. <laughs> um, and they were terrible, but you know, we gave them out to people and we yeah. sold them a little bit. And 
But I think by 1st of March, we named the brand The Muscle Republic and it was The Muscle Republic. So we dropped the D and it was Muscle Republic. So where you came with that name? Yeah. Where did yeah. Muscle Republic come from? Muscle Republic came from, um, so Muscle Republic truly means heart and family. So the motto for us is real muscle is heart. So um, it's all the power comes from inside. So bodybuilding, boxing, training, whatever you want to call it, the perception is that it's the exterior, the look and everything else. Mm. But what gets you up in the morning? It's the inside voice. It's the heart that you're going to go do what you're going to do. So as I started to look for my motto during the bodybuilding period was the reason the brand was called Train for Today because I'm watching Rocky Three and he's getting pumped by Apollo in the training series and he's like, I will just do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. And that was what I was always doing. Put it off till tomorrow. I'll do it next year. I'll compete next month. I'll do this. I'll stop drinking next week. So I got to the point where I said, fuck this. I'm going to train for today. I'm going to see the day out, follow it through, move to the next phase. And the next day, each day became easier after you got a few under your belt. Mm, you know, yeah. so um, train for today was a terrible thing. But we wanted to, doing the comp was weird. I met some amazing people. Yeah. And social was kicking then. There was 212. So Instagram was rolling. So you'd add each other on that you competed against. I'd go train in St. Leonard's. I'd train down south. I'd train, mm. you know, like between Victoria, you'd meet people that you knew through the comp and stuff. And she just started, like, things started to come to you from all this good energy. And, like, yeah. people just wanted to support you. And yeah. messages of, like, you're encouraging others to do what they want to do. Yeah. So... Um, I wanted something to reflect the community that came together through the gym. So when I started going to the gym, it was a small gym in Brook in DY. Sorry, um, originally it was in Brookvale called Tony's Gym, and then they opened up again in Narrabeena. Okay. It was above a fruit shop, and it was a guy called Tony's Tony Benvenuto, Tony Ben, and he started a little gym, and I felt at home there. I felt mm. safe there. I felt peace there. Mm. But all walks of life, any race, creed, color, age. We used to all train at you know, 6 to 7, 8 p.m. Yeah. We'd all crank 2WS, like the love songs and <laughs> stuff. Oh, and you'd walk around and you'd walk in that gym and there'd be 10, 15 people and you'd, you'd fist pump one another. Um, do you need a spot? And I still am friends with everyone from that gym yeah. today. You know, So that became what Muscle Republic is really about. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember so, that gym. Remember yeah. That gym. Was, Dad used to speak about that. I could say it. So that's how we ended up at Muscle. It was called, yeah, looking for the muscle something. And then. So 2012, yeah. you're saying you started that. Obviously, you're still in real estate at the point for many years after. And, you know, you said you had was it social pressure or was it more inside yourself or your family to stay in real estate or start a real estate? Or Yeah, so my old man had opened back up our real estate. I'd got back from overseas and left labor and gone to work with him. I hadn't sat in front of a computer for like three years. So I literally didn't even know how to turn the thing on anymore. But I knew real estate and it was just him. He was getting busy. So he's like, look, you do one part, I'll do another. And I learned a lot through a business yeah. of mine there. Um, and what we did was we grew that business. The, the market started to grow rapidly. Um, we started to make some good money. But I was miserable. I was miserable. Yeah. So, but I was pouring it into a passion. So I was doing bodybuilding comps and training. Um, and I was pouring money into samples, into understanding more about business, doing business courses and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and it just evolved. But 2013 was a big turning point for me because I did three comps that year. Mm. Um, but I sort of stopped drinking, socializing, partying yeah. and all the rest of it. And I just focused on myself. But it wasn't so much the training development. I was doing more of the reading, yeah. self-development stuff, um, starting to follow 
good mentors. Um, you know, I started with Anthony Robbins and it was Eric the Hip Hop Preacher, um, which led to Dean Graziosi and then obviously Andy Fazello is a you know, really good key mentor yeah. that I follow on Instagram and uh, mainly listening to his podcast. Yeah. But at the end of that year, I said, you know what, I'm going to start, I'm going to go into this business. So it would have been November and I started to source proper manufacturers and stuff like that. So up until that point, it was just AS Colour t-shirts with yeah. my real estate sign guy printing our logo <laughs> on the front. Look good. So, yeah, still, I've still got a few of them. So what year was that? That's two th- end of 2013. We rolled into 14. Yeah, 14 was tough because real estate was going bananas. We were growing. We were hiring staff. We were moving the office. Um, I went to Bangladesh to meet a supplier for the first time on my own yeah. in February 2014. And um, by June that year, we landed the stock. Yeah. And um, I bought shelves from Bunnings, set it up in my parents' garage, and started to build a website. By the end of that year, we had a basic site. It was terrible. Um, we spent a fair bit of money on it, but it was atrocious, didn't really work. But it was a learning curve. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we kind of moved through that product, and that's where people started to take note of, you know, what are you doing? Mm. Um, we had about six products, um, which was like just tops basically, so men and women. And um, I took the plunge. It would have been mid two thousand and fifteen. I had saved some money, and I found suppliers in um, China as well as Bangladesh. So we put a fairly decent order in. I remember saying to the old man, I said, listen, I'm going to have to lease a warehouse because this stock that I've got, I don't think it's going to fit in your garage anymore. Um, and at the same time, I was also, I'd bought my first house with my brother. Yeah. Um, so I started to crawl myself back. And um, we were renovating that house with my friends. And um, so things were starting to roll. A lot of moving parts, you know, like yeah, um, yeah. managing a reno managing the real estate business, trying to build Muscle Republic, you know, and then having the dilemma of which direction do I go? Do I yeah. take the real estate business this way and just that's going to be my sort of fate or do I take a chance and do what I'm passionate about and build yeah. a apparel fitness brand? Yeah. So, yeah, that was where we ended up um, 2.15. It's September we moved into the new warehouse and we landed stock pretty much December to February 2016. Yeah. Where, you know, this is all, it's all kind of like yeah. going one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. And that's where like a lot of people started to take note of the brand in 2016. We started to work with some influencers. We started to build our socials. We worked yeah. on a new website. Um, and I didn't notice where I was at because I was still making money in real estate. So I yeah. did real estate all day, must republic or not. Yeah. Every day. You know? yeah. So that was where the grime was. And it's, it was only to the end of that year I remember saying to my old man, I said, listen, I don't want to do real estate anymore. Um, if you want to do it, that's fine, but I'm going to take myself and put everything I've got into this. Yeah. And he was like, okay, cool. So we ended up selling the real estate business. Uh, end of that year, he moved down to the agency where we had sold the rent roll to, and um, we took over the space completely. And it was myself and pretty much one other. And yeah, I just... Sweet. Fell into the deep end and couldn't swim. You decided to go all in. Yeah, yeah it, it sucked. Yeah, they had to. Yeah, it was. It was the like I poured every bit of money I had into it. Yeah, um, we weren't making great sales. The appearance was that the brand was killing it, but I had to move. I was living with my brother in Neutral Bay at the time, and I moved into the warehouse for about 
six, seven months. And it was, yeah, it was fucking dark. It was dark for months on end. It was winter. The dog hated living there. Mm. Yeah. I was eating pizza every night. I tore my terrace yeah. muscle. Yeah. Yeah. I was like... It's so important, man. Like, like he, people hearing that, eh? Like, people actually hearing where you, where you started, started, you know, and yeah. sleeping in the in the thing and, like, yeah. where you came from and being, you know, at your lowest point and, and sort of climbing out of that because most people look at Muscle Public now, I won't say five years ago, or big brands, you know, I won't say how they, they started and where, the, you know, the shit you have to fucking crawl through yeah. and, you know... We met last week for lunch, like, eat shit like you like it. Yeah, you have to. Said, eat shit like you like it. And you ate a lot of fucking shit, didn't you, really? Yeah, you still do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. If you want to grow, um, you know, you got to remember it's, there's no easy way out of it. Um, You've just got to keep going through it. And there was around that time I pulled up Andy Fazella's podcast, the MFCEO, just by, I ended up from Gary V to Andy Fazella. It's about to and to a podcast and I've never listened to podcasts and so I'm walking every morning with the dog and I put this podcast in and it felt like every challenge I was having talking to you he was talking to me he's like I remember there's one part where he's like you know you feel like everyone's against you or that other people are out to get you they're not you know yeah. you. people yeah. are like you guys like support me and yeah. you guys come down and buy stuff all the time and you help me with the expos people want to help other people yeah. they don't want to see other people down there might be certain people that have insecurities around what they've got and they might look at others doing stuff and you sort of look at them in an envious way. Jealous yeah. way, yeah. But yeah. they're not. It's just something inside them. And that was me. Yeah. I remember doing that unintentionally. I was like, far out, look at this bloke or look at this chick. Or, and I'm like, no, they're just doing what they want to do. Yeah. And now I see someone giving it a go. Like, you guys, I'm like, fuck, how can I help you? You know, like it's, you people, just, we're here to help one another, not to fucking drag each other down. In saying that, there's certain toxic negativity that you want to keep away from at all times. Yep. And as soon as you pick that up, just step away. Yeah. You don't have to be everyone's friend. No. You know, no. So. But yeah, that's... Um, but 217 was dark. Yeah, it was ugly. And I was battling with the dilemma of... I thought I'd lost everything. And t- uh, But what I did is, through the Fazella podcast, I, I started to go, okay, following a power list, which I spoke to you about. And it's just setting a goal breaking down that goal and it's the same way this is why bodybuilders i think can be successful in business because you can give them a goal or they'll set the goal of where they want to be at and they will break it back then reverse engineer it back and say okay i need to eat this much i need to train this much i need to rest this much yeah yeah. once you take those principles and you apply that to business you become unstoppable yeah because you're executing on everything every day so i mean but it's easier when it's just you or one other so I think where the, the challenge was that as we started to grow, we had heaps of manufacturing issues, um, design issues, um, understanding apparel. There's no roadmap. Yeah. Real estate, give me a real estate business start. I'll start it tomorrow. I'll show anyone how to do it. I'll tell mm. them which association, which mentor, which trainer will come to your office, show you how you got to set up your business. Apparel, nothing out there. You have to literally learn by fucking everything up. But doing so, yourself. Yeah. Pretty much. There's no one out there to tell you how to do it. Did you always want to be, obviously, having a power brand? Like, do you always no. want to do it by fashion? Or I was, was always it... into property. Yeah. Yeah, I always loved property. But I always remembered feeling good about having new clothes. Or when I wasn't spending money on partying or going out through the bodybuilding, I'd go buy myself new shoes. I'd buy T-shirts. I'd buy shorts. But the problem for me was I'm five foot eight. 
and about 100 kilos ripped. You know, they've got a weird body shape. Um, you know, going to the general um, sports stores such as Rebel and what have you, I couldn't find anything that I really enjoyed. And I used to love training the muscle teeth. So how the brand stuff was, I had all these old muscle teeth. So on Saturday nights, I used to cut the sleeves off them. And that's how it started because I used to like making my own stuff because I was bored basically. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but I know the feeling of, you know, when you do have something new, new shoes used to make me want to go for a walk mm. or go to the gym. So I think the key thing to remember about our brand is that it's about instilling value into the person. Yeah. So what training and bodybuilding has done for me is it instills value into who I am. So once I believe in myself and I feel good about myself, yeah. I want to translate that feeling to the others around me or the world. So if we can translate a sense of value into the individual yeah. and she's gone through a breakup, he's gone through a breakup, he's overweight, she's underweight, whatever the hell it is, once people feel good about themselves, it changes the world and that's our goal. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. It's amazing you're trying to do that through an apparel brand, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just, yeah. You can do it through any type of business. It you doesn't can. matter. You can, You yeah. can do it through yeah. the gym, you can do it through real estate, you can do it through... You ever walk up to the cafe and the guy knows your name and you feel yeah. comfortable going there? I walk down the road to the cafe because there's so much personality. They bring Charlie banana bread every morning. You know, like I love yeah. going there. They're probably yeah. not the best coffee, but I walk that extra distance because they make me feel good. Yeah. You know, so I'm happy to spend more or give more or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the journey of the brand sort of really, 2017 was challenging, but working through a five... Andy Fazella talks about doing a power list called five, just key things, five things a day that are going to move you one step closer to your goal. Yeah. So I've done that and I still do it every day. And I found that progress equals happiness. Yeah. So the minute you can see the wheel starting to turn, it doesn't matter how far it's turned. Yeah. You're going to feel good and you're going to want to do another thing. You're going to take a setback and fuck, let me tell you, I've taken every setback in this mm. world and I should have given up by now. But it's that determination to always be the best, always like the pursuit of, you know, being better is what keeps driving me. And I love to compete. It's like a sport. Business is yeah, like a sport. Yeah, you know? yeah it so, is in many ways. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, 18. We rolled into that. We started doing expos and um, we started to run out of money. So that was challenging. Um, so I had to borrow a lot of money against my place. And I'd made a lot of progress in the years before. But I got to the point where I said, fuck it, what have I really got to lose? Um, it's just me and the dog. Um, I'd split with the girlfriend I was with at the time because no one could really understand what I was doing because I'm a bit mental when it comes to work. But um, I was happy doing what I was doing, so I borrowed money against my place and reinvested into stock. And 18 was a bit of a turning point. I brought up, had a really good accountant. Um, we moved to Shopify. Um, at the end of 17 and that was a game changer for us yeah. Um, and yeah we just kept going um, but yeah last year was a rapid year of growth for us and we made a lot of mistakes um, still but we started to turn the corner yeah and yeah just where what are we now fucking august 220 shit september yeah, yeah i remember year. looking in february last february this year and saying shit we're we're going to outgrow this warehouse with the stock we've been yeah. So we've been operating out of a small warehouse in Brookvale for quite, for nearly four years. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but knowing that I've only been full time into this since 2017 and making all those initial couple of years of mistakes, yeah. I'm kind of like, well, now it's time to give it all. So we just moved last week to a warehouse that's about five times the size of the yeah. other one. We've got two containers coming this month and one, one this month, one next month. And I'm ordering more stock by the end of next week because I'm just going after it. Yeah. yeah. So you're just going all in again. So I've gone all basically in again. going all in yeah, twice I don't even pay in the last fucking five years. Half the time we go to my parents' house for dinner. Some <laughs> <laughs> things on board. Mate, you're well, <laughs> keep it up. Keep doing what you can. You know, like, it's crazy. I just, I basically live off a very, very minimal amount. But what makes me happy is just seeing the progress. Like, we've got, we've gone from two staff last year to now we have, ah, uh, fuck, nearly 11 staff. And contractors in one, you know, like, mm, yeah, and we're growing, yeah. yeah. And, and a year ago, mate, used to go to the warehouse and you're packing boxes still, yeah, you know, calling Johnny to help you and, and calling people. People don't realize that, eh? Hey, like, you say, big, big brand, you know, everyone's wearing your clothes on the beaches, you know, and everywhere, but you're still packing boxes. And there's only two people, like last year, yeah, you know, helping you run the whole business. And I like, find that, you know, you're competing against, say, Brands that are not to say bigger, but yeah. have been there for longer, um, you know, who have probably you know a lot more staff to help run the business. Yeah. But there come a point, you know, you know, time when you're you know packing the box because your early mornings like you get fucking a thousand orders coming or you know a couple hundred. Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? Like imposter syndrome. Do you know what I mean? Like, how am I managing this? And how do I, you know, scale this business? Is it for me? Have there been times like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I think, you know, last year and the beginning of this year were really challenging. So, like, even Black Friday last year, I'm in the warehouse three packing <laughs> orders on my own um, because it was breaking me. Like, it was, it was like, oh, do I really want to do this? And you're not taking any money. You know, you're you're doing big revenue, but you're pouring it back into stock. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, is there any point? You know, and there's points where I look at the dog and Charlie and Charlie, and it's like he doesn't want to be there. So I'm thinking, fuck, is this really worth it? And then you'll get a message from a customer and they'll just be like over the moon, the power changed their life. They're a lifetime customer now, you know. So you're like, shit, this is worth it. You know, mm. like we're on the right track, you know. It's like a little turning point. You'll come down and go, fuck, I saw someone here. Or... Yeah. So, yeah, like I definitely felt like an imposter for quite some time. But that's just not me believing in myself. Yeah. yeah. So anyone can do anything, you know. And I love doing what I'm doing, so... I'm like, fuck it, I'm going after it. And, you know, I'm designing clothes. We've got two designers overseas that I did a three-hour call with this morning. And I'm telling them, I'm like, all right, listen, this is where I want the collection to look like. This is a reference, okay? I'm drawing on pieces of paper. I have no Photoshop skills. I cannot use technology to save my life. I couldn't set up the Zoom call. I had to get my Mallory, our marketing manager, to do it for me. But it doesn't matter. Like, if they're good at stuff, but I'm their leader. i got to, you know, like... I can't do what they do. That's why I employ them. Yeah, and that's exactly. where I think you're the delegate. You know? Yeah. 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 You know, try and do everything yourself. You're just going to focus on your own skills and yeah. basically using your passion and your vision as your skill. You know what I mean? And My dream has to be big enough to fit their dream. 100%. You know, if yeah. we play small, then why are, the, why are my stuff yeah. going to stick around for it? Yeah, and they want to grow with you. They want to have something to believe in, you know. Oh, the growth I see and in them is ridiculous. Huge, mate. Mallory, yeah, obviously. Mallory started in the warehouse. She's yeah. our marketing manager. She started in the warehouse two days a week. Yeah. And she now literally runs the entire brand. Yeah. You know, 
Um, like, and she's only 24 years old. Yeah. But yeah. I knew that kid had something. Yeah. You know? And she drives me mental. <laughs> I need to put a door in my office because I just want just need oh. to get away from her sometimes. Cause, but, and we argue, but it's good because I don't want people that are just going to agree with me. Yeah. No. I want people yeah. that are passionate with what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. You know? But you can't, you can't, you can't find that on a resume. You've got to go with your gut and your, and your heart and you've got to go, okay, that's where it's at. You know, whether you're wrong or right, just fall on your sword. Yeah, 100%. That must be awesome for you, you know, knowing that, you know, that's a big purpose of business, like seeing something like Mallory or people will be able to, you know, see their dreams come true, you know, because she's a part of something now. She like, you know, where would she be without Muscle Republic, you know? Absolutely. And sometimes you sit back and go, fuck, look what I've done here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I said that, you probably can't say, but some of us will walk in like, mate, Big warehouse, you're packing boxes. You probably think you're still on day one. It's but day one for me. Every, every day. day. Yeah. And yeah. I think if you keep that mentality, you can't lose. So it's like it's literally for the love of it, not for the money. Mm. The money is to provide choice and comfort and to grow the brand where it needs to grow. But the passion and the heart is what's going to really grow the brand. And I think people like think it's a product that's going to turn it or it's, you know, it's one key event that's actually going to spark it through the roof. It's the endless hours every day, seven days a week, of you pouring all your heart and passion and getting your customer to feel that. You know, it's a feeling. Yeah, it's it's yeah. brand. It's it's hard. You can't bottle it. Anyone can sell a product, and I've said this to others like that are starting their own. You know, they want to start their own online business. I'm like, yeah, go for it. But just remember, you're not you're not selling brand. You got to build brand. You know, and you can't build brand overnight. No, you know, so, but yeah, no. Seeing other people grow is just incredible. You had um, it would be. But you said last year had a huge year for the business, yeah. Yeah. Now, I've done a, I've done an expo with you. And <laughs> I've seen what the fucking uh, uh, the fitness industry is about, and I said to Luke, honestly, I haven't said to you. Yeah. After the expo, I was sick. Yeah. I was like, because I'll be honest. Fucking half the fitness industry is shit, yeah. which is rubbish, you know, from like, you know, apparel, a lot of them, to supplements. And I was like, mate, that's like, I knew the people in Muscle Republic were different, you know. You got influencers that you need, you know. That's a, that's a big part of it. 100%. And, and you've got some awesome ones at the moment. But yeah. I'm sure over time you had some, you know, pretty shit ones potentially. I don't know when I've really spoken about it. But, yeah. but what really... What do you look for? I know, I know it's not the, just the body. Yep. I know it's not just, you know, the looks and the personality. You know, it's the combined thing, you know, that what resembles your brand and influencer? For me, I look for people that are real. Yeah. Um, and the way I pick up on that is their communication with their socials. Um, so I'll see someone that can talk to their camera and it takes a lot to do that day in, day out. And they're not curating, they're documenting their journey. And I think that's where the authenticity plays through. So if you want to go create content, which we need to do all the time as an online business, so that might mean providing campaign content for videos and photos. It might mean explaining what we've got being released. It might mean um, a bit more behind the brand, for argument's sake. And then if you take each of the influences and what their journey is about, a lot of them are just basically documenting what they're doing and how their brand is. Mm. You know? So you take Mickey, 
uh, Mickey Parker as our lead ambassador. So Mickey was with me from 2017. Yeah. Never asked for anything. And I said she was working at F45 and she wanted to do her online training business. Um, she also wanted to run, you know, obviously, her challenges and what have you, her overseas retreats. These were all things that she was doing one foot in, one foot out. And so I backed her and she stood behind me and always backed me and never went to another brand and every, everything else. And the authenticity that came through that relationship that our followers love, yeah, you know, yeah. because they know how real she is. They're doing her programs. This kid is killing it now and I'm so proud of her. But yeah. no one saw when she was doing it part-time. No yeah. one saw that she was doing everything for free for me for years for the brand, you know? Mm. And to see her being rewarded now is yeah. so, like, it's so real. And that's where we want to continue growing our, our ambassador database, yeah. you know? But I think, yeah, there's definitely a lot of different people in the industry. Um, but I'm the type of person that if we're not connecting or whatever, I got my friends, I got my family. I don't yeah, need yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah. I don't need your approval. I don't need you to represent my brand. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to do something that's going to conflict with my values and the brand values, yeah. then all it's I'm doing one. is diminishing the brand. So, yeah. yeah. And Master Republic is number one, isn't it? In front of anyone. Absolutely, yeah. The brand, No one's bigger than the brand. The, yeah. no, I'm not bigger than the brand. Yeah. You know? um, we all, our customer is our priority. Yeah. You know, understanding yeah. what they want, asking them what they want. We have different customer avatars that are all from all walks of life, and we're just trying to basically supply them with what they need. Mm. You know, so otherwise we're nothing without our customer. And is there a certain niche that Muscle Republic is really focusing on, or does uh, it come back to the persons? Yeah, it's funny you say that because um, originally when we started the brand, and I had Muscle Republic as the original OG logo, which we still have. A lot of people said to me, "Oh, it's too masculine. Oh, it's too bodybuilder." And, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I, originally I was listening to them. I was yeah. like, you know what? We can simplify our brand a little bit more um, and soften it for certain people. But we have such strong branding in some product lines and then others is very minimal. Yeah. And they both move at the same pace. Mm. So it's just understanding the different customer avatars and what they're looking for. So for instance, you know, you're always going to have a training girl. You're always going to have a yoga girl. You're going to have someone that's in between that. Um, you're going to have outerwear ranges and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, you're going to have a bodybuilding bloke. You're going to have a fitness bloke. You're going to have a bloke that likes heavily branded stuff. You're going like, to have a guy that um, likes very subtle branding. Mm. You know, And it's understanding from our perspective of making clothes that we like to wear, although yep. I'm not even the customer avatar because I'm too old now, <laughs> but it's taking feedback from the customer and saying, okay, I like to wear something a little bit less casual, less branded on the weekends. And that's our lifestyle fitness apparel. Yep. But then when I'm going to train at EMP and I want to do that hard workout where I'm going to get smashed, I need something that's going to stretch in my shorts. Yeah. I need something that's going to breathe in my tops, you know? So that's where we've got to make the customer feel like comfortable when they go to that gym because yeah. gyms are daunting, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the apparel makes them feel comfortable and they've got the products that they need. Then we just reiterate them all the time and yeah, create flashy collections have core ranges, a lot of moving parts in that regard. Yeah, so, a lot of variables. Yeah, and a lot of understanding um, the data that we get back and also doing a lot of survey stuff as well. So, yep. Yep. Yeah, But I'm a big gut feel person, so I see something and I can't really articulate it well, 
Uh, so it takes the people that are close around me to understand what I'm trying to say. So my designers get me. Yeah. My marketing manager, she gets me. Because I'm weird. Yeah. But it's more that I'm in tune with myself and what it, where I'm going with the brand and the customers that we need to fulfill. I just don't make it so articulate or pretty in terms of what other people do. So, but does that make sense? 100%. Yeah, yeah. Do you find when you walk in the street and you see, you know, you might see a girl wearing Muscle Republic or something and you look at it, has there been times where you're like, fuck, I want to change that yeah. about that apparel? Like, yeah, sometimes. Um, I don't get out too much. Uh, so everyone's like oh, I saw your apparel here and I'm like oh yeah that's cool yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like gym home whatever you know warehouse um, but yeah like seeing someone wear the apparel that I don't know is incredibly rewarding yeah it would be yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah I'm I'm a perfectionist I'm constantly trying to reiterate product fabrics like you got to see the products we've got coming out like they're incredible mm. um, but I've got a ma- amazing team that support me yeah, it's not just me anymore. And no. the dog. I've taken a backward step. I'm there to provide what they need so we can grow. Yeah. Yeah. I think and that's where understanding that the brand isn't about me anymore. It's about our customer and it's about my team and letting them flourish. Mm. That's how the brand's gonna grow. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of people and I did it in the beginning as well, and for a number of years, trying to control every aspect what I needed to do was understand every aspect. So I packed the orders. I got ripped off from so many digital agencies and people around um, online advertising and what have you that I had to educate myself and I did that through YouTube. Yeah. Um, so I literally used to race home, watch vlogs, vlogs, vlogs and understand that there's different parts of funnels, there's different content that go to different people and that's where there's massive opportunity in the game that we're playing of online and also physical businesses that you don't have to advertise in the paper yeah, yeah. or the magazine anymore it's you know it doesn't work like that yeah um, but you have to be a real authentic brand you have to constantly be creating content that's relevant um, and fulfilling the customers fears and frustrations you know so it might be that you're giving them a style look for a, a flat lay that i look at stuff sometimes and go fuck that looks good with that you know yeah yeah if i take a chick out or when i do sometime in the future <laughs> i need an outfit to dress up I might wear that. <laughs> um, but, you know, like people want to feel good about themselves and clothes does make, do make people feel good about themselves. So. It certainly raises a motivation. Like oh, even my missus, when she buys something new, you new know shoes, I mean? breeze, new shoes, Yeah, like the other day she bought new gym shoes. Yeah. Um, and instantly she wants to go and train. Do you know what I mean? 100%. So it's the same with, you know, apparel. Yeah. It, it instantly will raise the motivation levels. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, 100%. So you just touched on, you know, big lessons in the business, like delegating, you know? Yeah. Um, key moments when you, like, thought with the business, like, you're like, holy shit, we're not going to survive this. Or, yeah. fuck, we've, we've fucked up an order. Or, what have we done here, wrong colour? Or just gone, you've gone against your gut. And, you, you know, you sort of look back, oh, I should have backed it, I should have listened to someone else. Or some key moments the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Um so probably 17 landed stock, um, didn't, didn't quality control the leggings, had to throw out about 20 grand worth of leggings. That's a cost value because mm. they were see-through. But if I had to sold them, it was going against my value of providing the best quality product for our customer. So I'd rather lose money and then start again. And you can always start again. There was a point, I remember in the 17, where I had to get a credit card to pay bills and then to pay for some of my stock. Because I literally had no money. 
and I couldn't borrow any more money. So I've still got that credit card today. <laughs> <laughs> paid it off? Yeah, paid it off. <laughs> um, Don't get to Mallory. <laughs> Sorry? Don't get to Mallory. Oh, she spends enough money. She spends enough money. <laughs> but yeah, there's, um, there's been some really, really dark times. But there's also been some incredible times. But you've got to take the dark times with the good times. Mm. So everyone thinks it's just going to be sweet and rosy. Mm. Everyone thinks they're going to start an apparel brand and just go boom. And it's bullshit. Yeah. You know, like, um, one, you've got to create a brand. Two, you've got to go through the pain to learn the mistakes and not make them again. And I've made them multiple times. Yeah. But I think there's key things that come out of it. You've got to make sure you're the best version of yourself. Because when I'm not training, uh, there was a period there where I didn't train for about six months because I was injured. And I was eating unhealthy. Um, I wasn't looking after myself. So I was absorbing all the negativity in outside and I was translating that back out mm. so my decisions were rushed I was trying to bake a cake without putting the ingre- proper ingredients or yeah. allowing for the time that the cake actually like overcooking it yeah. you know, trying to put, bake it too fast and when you do that you go three steps forward and five steps back Yeah. so just understanding that there's a process for everything and understanding each of the moving like for instance you guys have got training here then you've also got the gym needs to be clean. You've also got, you've got to do your membership mm. database information, what have you, you've got to pay your bills. So there's all, like there's different components, like there's always gonna be your operations. So for us, that's manufacturing, that's also warehousing. Um, then within that, there's, you know, postage, different carriers, um, understanding inventory and systems and software. Yeah. Um, then you've got marketing, you've got influencers, you've got digital marketing. Um, you've got organic, then you've got paid ads. Um, you've got admin, just came from the accountant. Yeah. I was on the phone with the trademark lawyer yesterday. Like, there's so many things you, you have to understand. You think everyone's going to do it for you, but they're not. No one's going to grow your brand like you. You've got to understand each process, then you've got to put the right people in the right seats. To understand where you want to go. Yeah. The initial part of like employing people was just around, oh, yeah, you're around, okay, you come in and Help. everyone wants to be part of an apparel brand because they see Instagram. Yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. I love sitting behind the scenes and seeing the brand go. Like the girls have got a shoot tomorrow; it's incredible. Last year, I did a shoot for one of our collections. I, it was called Throwback, and I used to walk. I walked to the baseball fields in like Brookie there in the mornings, and I was like, I got this concept, and I wrote it down, and we put it together, and it was awesome. But it's all the lead up behind that. It's all the flow on after it that really cuts through. So, yeah, but like I, I talk to the girls now, like yesterday they're, they're preparing outfits and I'm, I'm watching them from my office and I fucking love how passionate they are. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, how lucky am I? Like I've got these, you know, three, we've got three girls in marketing now and they're, they're fucking hilarious but, and they're so painful. Yeah, so <laughs> I had to buy them a coffee machine and they fucking, they make coffee and they, leave, they make mess everywhere. And But yeah, like I want to work in an environment where I look coming to work and I want them to enjoy that too yeah you know, and it's never smooth sailing all the time but you know being a good leader is giving people the right support understanding that everyone's different um, and what makes them feel valued coming back to what the brand's about like my warehouse manager is incredible like he does an amazing job he loves working at night he's got a laptop and he types emails and creates you know teaching him how to write systems and procedures and he's doing that you know like 
and we're literally the same age, you know. Yeah. This guy's like, you know, now I've given him an extra staff member, we're looking at another one. So sometimes like not understanding that people are different causes us to go, oh, they're not they're not like us, so they just gotta get rid yeah. of them. Mm. Not everyone's gonna be like you, but that's that's what makes life beautiful. Everyone's yeah. different, you know. Like we're all different and we all yeah. you know connect and get along yeah. and support one another. Yeah. So strengths yeah. and weaknesses. Uh, and strengths and weaknesses, but understanding the differences in people. It might be their age, it might be the way they're brought up. But knowing that I'm at my best and understanding more about myself and people allows me to grow the brand. Yeah. You know, through employing more people, more influences, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's where the critical part I think is where I made big mistakes before and not so much now sleeping on things thinking about it yeah you know my designers like there's two of them they create amazing collections and then i look at them and go yeah it looks really pretty and good you know like <laughs> on paper and then we get samples and then i'm like and mallory's like we're not making that i'm like well no it looks good to me you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i'm a bloke you know? <laughs> like, yeah um exactly. it's yeah. like no nah, customer doesn't wear that where's this you know i'm like all right cool you know as long as charlie's print is in the leggings i'm happy so Charlie's our dog who's got the brindle print that we yeah. get leggings in. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, as long as we've got the OG logo and Charlie's print, I don't care what you guys make. So. <laughs> I do, but I'm just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, your vision? Mine. For, for yeah. Muscle Republic. Where, where do you see Muscle Republic in, say, two, five, ten years? So as I said, um, global expansion, oh, sorry, I haven't said, but global expansion for me is the next phase for us. So. Yeah understanding that we've built a comprehensive range now and I can't wait to show everyone what we've been working on. Um, it's now for me, it's about scale and volume. So obviously new markets such as Europe, US, more of Asia um, is where I want to see the brand. Okay. Um, and while that would have sounded really corny before or super ambitious, it's not. And it's literally picking up what we're doing here and it's getting it right here. Yeah and replicating that into new markets, just like everyone else, you know? So um, that's my plan and that's my focus at the moment on how we can scale. Um, But effectively, yeah, just uh, pretty much more of the same, but just globally and just seeing more people connect. My ultimate vision is to see people connect through the brand. So the biggest thing I get is, and there's a story, so that card was an American Express card, <laughs> and the bloke was amazing that helped me get have, the card. Have some points saved up there, would you? Yeah, I used, it, I used it to go to China pretty much, you know. Yeah. So the one thing I use the points for is, the only thing I splurge on is business class trips to China yeah. when I go see the manufacturers. Yeah. I fucking love it. It's like I touch that bit of comfort and yeah yeah but money means shit like if you haven't got good family and friends yeah you know so for me it's like knowing that my family and friends are safe and healthy yeah knowing that there's a problem money can solve shit you know so like that's why i want to be successfully in terms of money Hmm. but in terms of like choice and having choice and comfort you know having a backyard for charlie moving out of our unit eventually Hmm. but um, so this guy he helps me get the card we're talking and he's like oh, it's all online and stuff and he's like what do you do I'm like oh we sell a parry he's like oh, train I'm like yeah, yeah cool man yeah. <laughs> 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 story, <bro. laughs> um, anyway he ends up buying some stuff and he lives out um, at the time lives out near the Bay Run um, yeah okay yeah, like Dremoyne yeah, yeah. yeah so he tells me that he's you know he's, he's running one morning he's got his Muscle Republic OG top on and he's running across the bridge and he sees this chick and she's walking with another chick and she's 
she feels like he's staring, he gets a bit of eye contact, you know, so you know, looking pretty good, you know. But as he gets closer, he sees that she's wearing a Muscle Republic top as well, and they connected. And for me, it's two people that understood what the brand was about, yeah. bringing people together through fitness. And they connected, and they knew each other. It's like they were one for a minute. So it took away all the bullshit in the world, and it just went bang. Like, that's what Muscle Republic is about. It's powerful. It is, you know? Powerful, yeah. And that's what I want to see the brand do more of. And where I get that from is like the dog's energy, like Charlie's energy as a dog, and how he's brought so much good into my world and everyone's world that he touched. And trying to translate that through the brand is yeah. what I always want to continue. And I know that, and what drives me is that he's not going to be around forever. Like, he's yeah. 11 this year. Yeah. We just made the basketball singlets with 11 on it. Yeah. Knowing that if I'm not doing everything every day to realize my dream and translate what this dog has done and changed my life is like almost fucking like it's criminal for me. Yeah. Like I might as well fucking kill myself. Yeah. Because I wanted to kill myself a few years ago. Yeah. Like that's pretty fucked up to say. But when you hate yourself that much and you're talking negatively, like. You don't want to be around anymore. No. Like, what am I fucking doing here? But yeah. the dog gave me meaning. The brand gives me meaning. Now I'm as powerful as fuck. Like, I want to, like, I don't care about my competitors. They better fucking care about me. Yeah. You know, but I don't care for them. I don't want to know them. I just, I'm just focused on what we're doing, where we're going, and fucking get the fuck out of my, don't come in my lane. Get out of my way. Because I'm coming through. They come through. Yeah. It's with no harm or any intentions, yeah. but, yeah, you do you, I'll do me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So. He's been with you every step of the way, mate. Sorry? He's been with you every step of the way. Yeah, man, he has. And he's incredible. You know, the dog changed my life. But also training changes my, changed my life, you know. Yeah. That's why it's important. And you never... It's the beauty about business and where we're going and fitness is that I relate them because I always want to be better, yeah. you know. And yeah. there's always more we can do in business. And even if I reach a goal in my fitness, I want to go to the next goal. You know, Mel and I, Mel was helping me with some training mm. uh, during COVID and I felt so good. And, but I felt good because he was there. And what gives you the courage is not something from inside. It's the people that support you. Yeah. So like I'm incredibly blessed to have an amazing team, friends, family that are constantly in my ear. Like my brother's like, don't worry about it. We're gonna, I'm going to help you. You know, this like everything that... That's what gives me the courage to go on. Because if I was on my own, I literally would have folded the whole thing a Time. number of times, yeah. I have people that believe in me, so I've got to believe in myself and grow, you know? Yeah, so, you don't want to let them down. Yeah. yeah. And it's not going to be easy. We're going to come up with more challenges. Fuck it. Oh. It's business. Like, yours, yeah. Man. What a year. Yeah, this yours. year. This year's been intense. Like, this year we've had a number of um, different challenges for the business. But... I stayed true to myself and what I believed and I didn't give I didn't care what anyone else thought and it's proven to work and we've had our biggest month ever in July and August like yeah. I looked at stock on hand yesterday and I was like holy fuck we're out of stock again we've got the stock landing but like this is a turning point for us yeah you know yeah. so yeah it's mate. awesome 100% man it's great to see the business going isn't it yeah yeah do you ever plan on stepping back at all in terms of like, let's say in five, 10 years, you know, Muscle Republic's the same, it's taken over the countries that you want to tap into and yeah. just killing it. Do you ever want to step back at any stage and um, focus on anything else or, is no. it, or are you always like, 
I think like what I want to do now, which is obviously be, you know pretty, you probably still doing very long hours and things like that. Yeah, it's still seven days a week. I still like tonight. I got an, another quarter. I've done the last three weeks. Last four weeks have been pretty much at least three or four times a week doing nine or ten p.m. Zoom calls. Yeah, and just yep. back and forth. They don't finish till twelve. So you say two years. Is that something that you obviously want to? you know step back and do less of that and have more free time here and there or yeah I, definitely yeah um i think putting like i said putting more key people understanding the business org now and saying okay we've got manufacturing design production warehousing logistics all of the different marketing parts and content creation parts understanding that yeah and saying okay we need a key person there we need yeah. a key person here that's definitely what I want to do. Yeah. I'm not the probably the best person to manage the business because I'm too passionate. Yeah. And I love yeah. creating stuff. Um, but I'm all brand. So it's always going to be... Re- I, I love doing that. So making sure that I'm always there and I don't want to do anything else. I yeah, get love fucking it. bored. Love yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I love seeing stuff come to life from when we've sketched it on a bit of paper on the back of a post-it note. Yeah, and just sent it across, and all of a sudden the sample comes in, and then like people are going crazy over it. You know, like yeah, we did some ladies' crew jumpers this year, and we can't keep them on the shelves, and it's literally something that we drew on a piece of paper. Mm, awesome, know? mate. Yeah, and they're, they're taking selfies in it and repping it and stuff. And the funny thing is, like, my numbers on Google because we don't have a customer care number, so I'll just keep it there for in case a customer wants to call, and we'll get calls and. They'll be like, is this Master Republic? And I'm like, yes, Master Republic. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I had a problem with my LinkedIn. And I'm like, it's okay, don't worry about it. Speak some like, What are we going to do about it? I'm like, all right, so just email customer care and just tell them um, that you spoke to Vic. Um, and, and they'll know what to do. They'll send you a new pair. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, as long as you keep buying from me, it's all right. I'm like, are you the owner? I'm like, yeah. yeah, no, the owner's next to me. <laughs> me and Charlie, you know, just, we've gone out to this the wholesaler the out west and dropped off a couple of boxes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people take this notion of like they're the owner of the business, so they've got to fucking buy the fancy car and this and that. You know? Yeah, yeah. To me, like, yeah, definitely living comfortably and having choice and comfort around me. Um, so I don't have to, you know, worry about what I'm going to eat or saving money here or there is where I ultimately want to get to as yep. personally. Yep. But everything else, man, yeah. Like, if we can save some dog rescue stuff or, you know, like, donate to that sort of stuff or yep. kids' hospitals, that's where the money, that's where the real value is, you know. Yeah, yeah. All this, like, yeah, I want a nice house. Yeah, I want nice cars. But all the stuff that people feel that they've got to do as an entrepreneur or business owner to... Yeah. yeah it's empty. Kind of has that To me, it's like, empty. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I drive a ute. I like driving my ute, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not really about that for me. So. Mate, you tapped on before about you know instant belief in to your workers and a part of your team, you know, and mentorship too. You know, you said you know people believed in yourself and you know helped you get through it. Yeah. Any key mentors? I know you've spoken previously about you know you know, obviously your father taught you a lot. People yeah. like I know you've talked about Clay a lot in the past. How he showed a lot of belief in you and it helped you out. Any yeah. key people that you look back and go, fuck, they probably don't know how much they helped me, but just by showing they cared, you yeah, know, they wanted nothing in return. No, I think um, Clayton was probably the biggest one. So my friend Clayton Mizumichi was, picked me up around, I met him through another friend, um, and we, 
Um, we used to spend Saturday, Sunday at the warehouse. He used to come with his own time and he taught me about online businesses, brand and what, what have you. And he saw something in me that he just wanted to help me. And if it wasn't for him, I think, like, I couldn't let him down. That was the biggest thing for me. So giving up was never an option. Because if I lost his friendship because I gave up, I'd, I would rather the business go broke from giving it everything that we got, you know, um, than just folding and going, fuck it, I can't do this yeah. anymore, you know. Yeah. So having him there, I spoke to him this morning, I spoke to him last night. Um, that's been critical for me. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's probably been my biggest mentor. It's huge, mate. You know, and we look through, like, the dark days, now you say you're there for the customers, but we spoke the other week, it was like, how important is, like, you know, so you proving yourself right, but, you know, dark days, like, you know, you have a bit of darkness, I find... You can have a bit of darkness to do things like a hundred percent. You have to have darkness. So you talk about things like, "Oh, if a guy, be nice and you know, supportive." But like, when you fucking have your anger inside you, and what I, gets you going, mate? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put you in here. What's what is it? Um, what's up? Yeah. I think um, so. When things have gone wrong, and I wanted to give up. I remembered a few key things that people have said to me were not the nicest things, but I thank them for it. And I thank them for doubting me because if they didn't, I wouldn't, I would have, people, I will get the most out of myself working from a point of darkness because I remember you called me a loser. And I'm going to fucking show you I'm not. 100%. And I remember you doubted me as another, another brand. But you better be fucking worried because I'm coming through. And I'll use that not to destroy them, but to fucking prove to myself that I've got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. if I just pull from the goodness and the fucking airy fairy bullshit sometimes, I'll be like, you, you get halfway in and you're like, just give up. I can't use negativity to like want to destroy or destruct someone, but I'll use it, that pain that I felt and that insecurity that I used to bury and bury it with fucking partying and everything else before and alcohol to go, fuck, I don't want to feel that way anymore, so I've got to fucking, I've got to go through the fire. So I'll use that darkness, and I'll be walking to train, and then mm. I'll be in the warehouse at 3.30, and I'll be in there pack, packing the thousand orders on one Sunday, and I will walk through the warehouse, and I know I've got to get it done, because I've got to prove it to myself that it's not true. 100%, You know man. what I mean? That's powerful. Yeah, yeah they get, you have to. They get you can't it. prove it to them, because yeah. they're fucking irrelevant. You've got to prove it to yourself. Because if there's an element of doubt in your head, yeah, you know, and you got, and then you got to bring it back, and you got to, you can't try and do too much. You got to go, okay, what's the first thing I got to do? I got to write down the list, and then I got to do the first thing, finish the first thing, move to the second thing, and then finish the third thing. You know, 100%. that's where you got like, and that's where you start to make a bit of progress. Get you going. Yeah, fucking oath. Yeah, a bit of darkness is good. Mate, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> Mate, let's just say like... You, you, can't use it to do, you can't use it to throw negativity out. Yeah. That's the, that's the key. That's the balance. Yeah. If you've got some sort of negative, like change it, you've got the power to do anything. Mm. You know? But yeah, that's where I think that's, that's the, the difference between the two. Big thing I want to also ask you is like say, Ryan, like say... 20, 25 years, you know, back in your life and you're speaking to a younger self or, yeah. you know, a young person out there that looks at Muscle Republic or 
looks at um, a big brand or anything and wants to emulate it and wants to, you know, better themselves and they think, you know, fuck, I'm not, I'm not where I need to be or where I want to be. Um, what's some advice you'd give to younger self yeah. or that person wants to achieve so something I special? the key thing that I would have told myself is that you've got to be who you are and that doesn't matter about what your family or your friends think. You've got to do what makes you happy. Yeah. So if you do what makes you happy, ultimately you're going to find a way on how to actually achieve that goal. Whether it's bodybuilding, whether it's business, whether it's sport, whatever the hell it is. But don't listen to others. Like my biggest thing was that I was always concerned about what other people thought. And I think once I broke through that and just did me, the real friends and family really stuck by mm. me. You know? So ultimately just find out what you're passionate about. I fucking loved bodybuilding when I was younger. I fucking could not stop researching it and fucking, you know, just followed it religiously. Um, I didn't want to be a real estate agent. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was, um, but it's something I fell into and then I just wanted a cool business card. Someone asked me for my business card the other day and I said, fucking, he's my Instagram. I always look good. I just don't look good now, I'm going to haircut. I couldn't get into fucking Saunders down there at bloody D-Life. That's too busy, Jai, isn't he? I'm going to have a word to him. But yeah, no, it's, um, I think it just starts with like, find out what you're passionate about, find a way through it, research it, start practicing, find find someone to jump in and learn from. Yeah, 100%. And just stay positive. Get out of the bullshit, you know? And nothing's ever going to be perfect. That's what everyone no. expects, no. Yeah. you know? Yeah. You guys might, you know, this gym looks amazing to me. And I can imagine, like, you guys are going, fuck, what's your vision for this? You of know? course, yeah. Is it a bigger gym? Is it this? Is it that? Is it multiple gyms, you know? Like, and that's where, but you've started. And the key thing is just to start. Fucking start. Go that's all in. Fuck, go, go all in. in. That's, that's There's a saying Tony Robbins said that really resonated with me. And it's, you know, if you want to take the island, you've got to burn the boat. Burn the boat. And just burn the fucking boat. What have you really got to fucking lose? Mm. You know, if this all went pear-shaped tomorrow, I would not give a fuck now. Because I know I've gone all in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Whereas if I didn't, that's where I'd left something on the table. You know, and it comes back to training. If you're going to get trained, give it everything you've got. Don't leave anything on the table. Leave it all in the gym. Go home, rest, come back and do it again tomorrow. Exactly, yeah. You know, that's how it relates, you know. 100%. So. Love it. That's the best, mate. Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> the darkness. Yeah, you got to use a little bit of darkness. you got to show your teeth sometimes. Like, you got to show it to yourself, you know. So, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, it isn't. And... I've been taken, my good nature's been taken advantage of and and then I've let it slide and I've let it manifest inside me and fucking then I fight myself with it, you know. So now if it doesn't feel right, I'm like, thank you, but stay the fuck away from yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. In the nicest possible 100%. way. So when's your new, uh, new line dropping? Mate, we have a new line dropping next Wednesday. Yep. Uh, we have another, we have six collections of females dropping between next Wednesday and the end of the year. Okay. Um, we have a full, ca- full range restock for the men's and the ladies stuff landing in mid-October. Yep. Um, and we have a few new orders going in um, for men's collections. And we've pretty much planned out 21 collections as of this morning. Yep, awesome. All the way through to the end of the year. Yep. So those go into samples. Uh, we're extending our core range to encompass a few new sort of um, collections such as Seamless. Um, 
a new branded cool range which we're introducing for females. Um, men's has got some really exciting stuff happening next year. So yeah, there's a lot happening. Yeah, we've got some sock samples as well. So. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. They should be landing in October. Beautiful. Man. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot happening. Um, we love launching new collections. They're fun. They're vibrant. But obviously, cool range products are what people keep coming back for. Yeah. Um, but understanding what they are is a learning process. So we're still working through that. But yeah, some things you get right, some things you get wrong. Some, most of the time, you just learn and just yeah. correct and adjust the course. So. So everyone jump on board, musclerepublic.com. Absolutely. Get on there. And use Charlie's code. Charlie's code, Charlie10. Full price, best price. (laughs) 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 Brother, thank you so much for jumping on board, man. Really love it, mate. Sharing your story. Um, Thank you for having me. Love to see what you guys are doing. Yeah, Come get a fog sometime. (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) In the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Hit like, subscribe, jump on board. Whatever else. That's it. Share. Whatever you want. <laughs> Share it. Over and out. See you, team.